On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we have two legitimate professional soccer slash football team owners, and we get an inside scoop on who is going to be the next manager of Crowley Town FC. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, bet. Bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a talent with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system to break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage. And I was like kind of telling him about the situation. He like looked it up and he like found the the article about the firing of the, of the coach. And he said, do you want me to try to turn this around? Do these guys know what they're doing. So give us a, give us a synopsis of the first, what Wait, it's in what second division soccer, where uh, in France. France. Yeah. How old is he? He, he was like Freddie Adu's like best friend growing up. Like, does he still play? That's, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, no, no, he did, he's not, like, trying to play. He was just saying you guys don't know. He, maybe he wanted to be the coach. No, know. but even if he's not trying to play, like, maybe he could. <laughs> we would be, uh, th- th- yeah. We'd be very interested in talking to him if he actually has good thoughts. I mean, we're 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 looking for help, for sure. Um, but that's mostly just – That's because... not a vote of confidence right there, Evan. Like, this – It's called this humility. Guy, it's I mean, called being open. The, guy's like, the guy just – he pours well, wine like, I mean, after the social media manager today went off the rails, it's like, yeah, yeah maybe this guy would help. No, you met him, right? Mikhail, you met him, Preston. That was my my friend that was the wine the wine guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, he's a great guy. We're, we're announcing the new manager tomorrow. That's pretty exciting. When is this – Wow, dropping? can we get a scoop here? When is this dropping? Tomorrow morning, probably a few hours before. You don't need. You don't need. To we 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 can have a drop after. Um. All right. Well, yeah. I don't we, even like, actually know if we know how to do that, Rufus. Don't, don't. Yeah. No. I'll just I'll just I'll just send it to Matt tomorrow. Yeah, but then he won't get to it until, and we're going to be talking about the NBA. So. Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll, we'll get it before the games. We because yeah, this actually, gives us something can, to talk you about. Can tell us. Look, you might as well. We, tell we us. can like, definitely drop it after. We promise. Yeah. Tell tell us the process okay. of of. Uh, you should send it to him tonight and then tell him when to drop it because it does have breaking news. But who's who's the guy? Guy? How do you know it's a guy? Did oh. you? I hope you got. That would be amazing. Because okay. <laughs> no. I saw. I, I looked at the. I, I yeah. Um, that was actually the metaphorical the non-gender non-gender version of the word guy. Like when you say, "Hey guys, what's up?" That's what yeah, yeah, mean. yeah. Of course, folks. It was in many ways just a folk. Um, no, it's uh, Kevin Betsy. He's the. U23 coach of Arsenal and is now going to be the head coach of Crawley Town. It's a huge get. The guy's incredible. He's like, if you're into analytics and stats, it's like he's boring. He's so into it. Like that's uh, that's what makes him so incredible. He, he, he put an hour presentation together the first time we met him uh, and we were an hour in and he was he still had like had a third left to go before we'd even ask him questions. He had so much data. The guys. Why, why do you, why do you think he wanted this job so bad? Preston's had more he, time with him. So. Yeah. I mean, he's been working up the ranks from playing for 15 years in the EFL and a little bit in the premier league to coaching for the English's national team. They're under 15s, they're under 16s or under 18s. And then he had a shot, um, you know, with Arsenal and they're under 23s and they made a vast improvement. This last season, last season, they were 18th the year prior and like 
the under 23s version of the Premier League. And then they finished top three this past season. I know their possession went up uh, significantly. His style of play is, is optimal. It's one of the reasons mm-hmm. we like them best. We kind of went in with, we ended up interviewing 12 candidates, but he uh, plays aggressively, likes to press and, and put pressure on the opponents, which at League Two level is extremely optimal because they don't know how to handle the ball. In general, possession is um, quite narrow at that uh, level of play. And so offensively, we kind of, want to jump the gun and we want to actually be really good on the ground playing from the back. Um, just like everything you don't really see at league two, there's just a, a lot of opportunity and he fits the bill. He's uh, going to be innovative. You know, we even, we even told him this idea. I don't know if Evan wants to bring it up in full, but just like trying to maybe incorporate AI and machine learning into some of the stuff we want to do down the road. He's just, he's open to all of it. He says data is great. And you know, he has the experience, but ultimately I just to kind of get to your question these coaches, for them to have a shot at coaching the championship or Premier League, they have to – the st- next stepping stone after an under-23 at, say, Arsenal is League Two or League One in the EFL. And then if they're successful there, you know, potentially they make the move up from there. Got it. How does so he feel how about do you hold on to this guy? Rufus, what did you say? How does he feel about passing back to the goalie, which is something that has been discussed on this <laughs> podcast in the past? What do you got? Wait, what do you guys think? With Ted? Back to the goal. With Ted. And and Ted and Daryl Morey have a longstanding um, disagreement on this. What is the what are the two, two philosophies? Do it, it's okay, or it's a really really bad idea because of tail risk. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, that specific thing has not come up, but my guess oh, is we haven't signed anything yet. What do we? Yeah, yeah, maybe yet? maybe we should ask him real quick. <laughs> the. I'm guessing the downside in passing back to the keeper actually it might depend on what level you're playing. I'm not sure if it got into that depth. Um, one thing at league two is the, the keepers will just like fire long balls as far as they can. Cause then the randomness is just further up the pitch. Um, so at league two, it might be more worthwhile to do it than at the premier league level, but that's interesting. I uh, I'd have to ask him. But that would be similar, like, cause Daryl also believes that you should just be pressing right all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. That. So I would guess that if this guy believes in pressing also, he's probably not going to be that keen on passing back to the goalie because it's a similar sort of like situation, right? But yeah, um, I feel like Daryl's philosophies are actually much more suited to like, you know, to League Two than to the Premier League. Are, are they getting over uh, out of shape, overrated star in his? That is, <laughs> oh, that is, man, too soon. Sorry. We were going to ask Daryl for some help. I don't know if we're allowed to now. <laughs> like, he's got a, he's got bigger fish to fry right now than League Two soccer. So, uh, kind of just waiting. Yeah. Wait, can we? So we can go, can we go back to this? Um, you guys were talking about this. Like, how how do you guys think about holding on to this guy? Right, ultimately, because I guess if you guys move up, theoretically, did you build in? Are you going to build in things in his contract that? you know, are very incentive based so that like he prices you, he almost prices himself in if, if he's successful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but who gives a shit at some level, basically we put in a pretty hefty buyout clause. Um, and then if we move up, uh, he can't leave for any team, our league or lower. So effectively um, that's the best way to protect ourselves. We also told him, you know, if the credible opportunity comes, we'll work with him to get there because it's like that's the right thing to do. So yeah. if some Premier League team wants him, we'll. You know, how how important do we think? And I don't mean that I, this is going to sound like a stupid question, but like, 
how important is coaching in soccer? Where would you put it in the ranks of the of the uh, of all the American sports? Right, like let's just rank the American sports right now. Coaching is probably the most in game or all together in game because they're very different. They're very different. I think all together, right? Okay, because in game and managing the locker room. Let's say let's say impact impact of the coach. Would we all agree that in American sports, the top one is the NFL? Yes, yes, I agree. By, by like a thousand a lot. Yes. A and lot. then the second one is NBA. The second one is the defensive coordinator in the NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would say NBA probably. I don't know enough about hockey. And then third one is probably sport. hockey, and then fourth one is probably baseball, right? So, baseball. There's no longer managers in baseball. Yeah, it's just two hundred grand to read spreadsheets, as far as I understand. Right? They just say yes to the people upstairs, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah like well, isn't, I, isn't Aaron Boone paid like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to be the manager of the Yankees? Or, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Dave Roberts is like a million for multiple years, like just a flat million. That's it. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, but what about someone like Alice Cora, who clearly had a a pretty, I mean, not maybe anecdotal, but like. It seemed like the impact he's had as the Red Sox manager versus non not oh, well. I mean, was yeah, was there cheating right. involved? I mean, exactly. That's why he had such a big impact. Like, if you can if you can orchestrate a good cheating scheme, like you can have a tremendous impact. But, in our preparation for Crawley Town, we didn't quantify the impact of cheating to hey, the degree. Can we, can we, but when he came back after the cheating scandal, he turned the Red Sox around to the point where what they were they were they were in the no, in the World Series or lost. Yeah, no, they were in the World Series, right? He turned them around, or it was they had a better roster, and it was almost the exact same roster, though, right? That was the whole thing was that he really just turned the team around with almost the exact same roster. A lot of it's going to be regression to the mean. Like you had guys that had down years. So, so okay. So, where does soccer coaching impact fit in that? I think in in game, I mean, my bet is like at the bottom. They make three subs in the course of a whole game. I think they maybe had changed that rule to four for next season, but like, you know, I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff about changing shape or this or that, but like you make three subs. It's not that, it's just not that much, but there's all sorts of shit that's going on, obviously in practice. Don't they say run fast or like run? Don't they? They they don't say much. They just fold their arms. Yeah. Does any of that matter? They point aggressively, you know, that's, that's for sure. Um, But wouldn't you guess that it's at the bottom? In game. Yeah. yeah yeah sure but how about in totality in totality i think you're the i mean our bet now we know nothing we're dunning and kruger here but our bet is that the number one way they impact is by embracing like the science and the data especially at the level we're at compared to other teams so just playing optimally and implementing a holistic approach to that optimal strategy is we think the biggest edge. So that's why we were excited about Kevin, because that's like what he's committed to. What if they bring biscuits for the boss? <laughs> well, uh, that that helps as well. Is Kevin going to uh, bring you guys biscuits? I don't know. Do I have to dress as an old woman? You know, in the plot of in the plot of the show, or I don't know. Yeah. So, in in totality, where do you rank it then? Do you rank it between the NBA and? Like hockey or between hockey and ba- baseball? I don't know or? anything about ho- I don't know anything about hockey at this point. It's interesting because the NBA, like nowadays, they, they hardly do much in between games. It's all about rest factors and making sure everyone's healthy. And they have put such an emphasis on that. Where I think maybe 10, 20 years ago, they like 
the day-to-day practice film study preparing between games might have been a bigger deal than it is now. Um, so from like a day-to-day totality standpoint, like I think I would argue that a coach probably has more effect in soccer at the highest level than the than, NBA. Than in the NBA. Yeah. I think so. I, I think, I think, I think nowadays, especially at the lower level, like, I think you're right. You implement the correct schemes and the correct tactics and you're, doesn't really matter who the coach is as much. You need a coach that buys in and obviously can distill it into the players, but at the premier league level, like there's, I mean, there's a reason, you know, Emma Hayes just crushed it for the women's side with Chelsea the last five years. They were hardly even a premier league level women's club prior. They won four of the last five seasons. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a major difference to be made with coaching at the highest levels, but um, it could, I could just be overrating the recent NBA like run of just, no one really practices anymore. The day-to-day is as less strenuous as it has ever been. And I don't know how much, how much, I mean, like this last, like we can kind of segue if we want into the upcoming series here, because we have a Celtics fan and a Warriors fan, but like last series, the heat Celtics, like how much really even went into game six versus game seven, as far as like adjustments, it kind of just comes down. We've talked about this, Evan, who made the most threes, who didn't make the most threes. Yeah. That's like, that's like like half the game these days. Yeah. I'd say that's more than half of the game, but I do think like there is some factors that drive that beyond just randomness. Right. Of course there's something. Yeah. I just kind of try to judge when I'm watching a game, like what is the shot quality and who is taking it of like the team. all the numbers in a simulated system to break down the data analytically driven media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are put to end just running off a of leaded. 